0: ladies and gentlemen, welcome again to another episode of Victoria's Friday. You know, I always say I have some special guests and and today I get an opportunity to interview two special guests uh, today who will be joining us. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, we're becoming good friends, uh, Squire and Louise. And, and, you know, I'm just trying to figure out you know how to get enough energy to keep up with these guys you know they're so amazing right but you know i have to do this i have to give you the background and all of this stuff because there's someone living in a cave who may not know these two guys already and so i need to kind of give you some background they're going to always you know not appreciate it but that's okay they're humble enough and if not we'll keep them humble doing the interview but i have to tell you about squire Rushnell and uh, this guy, I mean, you're talking about a popular speaker, a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, you know, he's <laughs> I just think about it, man. You introduced this whole word God's wink. Right. And, <laughs> and, and what the heck is a God wink? Right. And so uh, when you think about that, you know, is this coincidence that we all experience this coincidence? That's not a coincidence. Right. And, and but yet yeah, it's an astounding event for divine um, origin. I mean, that is so good. I mean, Squire, I mean, has more, more than one and a half million books uh, out there. And, and prior to the, his monthly God Winks on NBC Today show, you probably know him from that. You know, he's been one of the most um, really esteemed in, in terms of uh, television, author, just on, on, on. I mean, I can keep going and, and. Uh, but he's got some new things happening, him and Louise with as they've been doing Hallmark for years, and now they've got some new surprises coming for us. Uh, I'll give you a hint called Netflix, but I won't get into all of that. Uh, it's a pretty good hint. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You guys are familiar with God Went yeah. From Christmas 1, 2, and 3. I mean, just on, on, on. We just go on and schoolhouse rock and ABC after school specials. I mean, I did enough of him. Who cares if he if he's been uh, around for seventy five Emmy Awards? Who cares, <laughs> right? Now let's get into the most important person on the on the call. That's okay? right, uh, Louise Duart. I mean, just a legend in her own right, known as one of the world's best comic. We're gonna get some comic out of her today, too. <laughs> I, I swear about that. So, just comic and impressionator. I mean, you're talking about one of the best. She's been working with people. I mean, get this. I mean, these are kind of like the lowest of the lowest. I mean, Tim Conway. I mean, you know, who is that? You know, Harvey <laughs> Corman. I mean, just 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 on and on. on. I, mean, I can list so many people. I mean, just clean and funny so we don't have to turn it off when the kids listen in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just just great. She's been um, <laughs> I think about guys like, you know, that you're working with and that you've been, uh, uh, you know, on shows with ABC, Family Channels. I mean, living the life, and I mean, just Women of Faith. I mean, come on, that's that's just a group that we all know and, and love and so forth. And by the way, starring on Broadway,
1: mm-hmm. uh, which
0: these guys will tell a story how they met and all that good stuff. And you know, <laughs> poor poor uh, Louise had to to kind of watch this stalker, you know, following her around uh, and and getting to meet her. But, you know, I think about Louise and, 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 and uh, Squire. I mean, you guys have co-authored uh, materials. I'm sitting here with just some amazing books we're gonna talk about as well. You've got some new things happening. But let me just say, Hallmark, hey, you're envy at this point. Netflix, who cares? I mean, we love you. But, but today we have on victorious Friday, Squire and Louise. Hey, welcome to the show, guys! Thank, Thank you. you so much, Terrence.
1: <laughs> what a great intro! Yeah, you get yeah. well, you that. guys that's may right. get—you know—you
0: guys may get sued out of you know from Netflix or Hallmark after that thing, but you know that's my job is to call controversy. So, um, <laughs> hey, welcome. How are things going? Where I mean, you guys are living the life out there. What's give me the latest? How things going with you? And and uh, you out there like on the boat or fishing 24-7, what's happening today? (laughs) Well,
2: we're living on Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Now my family goes back four generations here on the island and it's a very special place, but our main mission here is to get it back on fire for the gospel because back in the 1850s, 60s and 70s, there were great revivals on Martha's Vineyard of all places. Yes. 20,000
1: people on yeah. a weekend would come here at yes. camp meetings. Yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm.
2: And they would hear the gospel preached. And, you know, we just have such a heart for the people here. Yeah. This island, which is so beautiful, but yet there is a real sadness about it because there's they have more 12-step programs than almost anywhere in the country. Oh, wow yes and so there's drug abuse well, per capita per capita yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and um this drug abuse is is you know the people in it's called dukes county is where we are uh they don't make a lot of money they would work two three jobs you know the vacation has come here and they're very wealthy but it's the people who really work for them that that's where our heart goes and and so that's one of our missions
0: yep
1: mm-hmm. well, we are the fantastic. bluest corner of the bluest state we are mm-hmm.
0: wow well i'm looking forward to come and visiting and spending some time with you and uh you know as i i, I kind of joked in the opening but today I'm, i am very excited about having you on we're going to talk about uh really some some serious topics as well mm-hmm. as well as have some fun today uh, you know when you think about these god wink moments mm-hmm. uh we all experience them in life we we may not identify them in that way. Uh, you certainly have have helped us to identify uh, what that looks like, but we all have had those experiences. Uh, well, we're not really sure why they happen, uh, but yet they're extraordinary, they're supernatural, mm-hmm. and, and they're a blessing, they're divine intervention, if you will. And mm-hmm. I, I personally feel uh, our acquaintance, our connection uh, is a God-winged story. Yes, of course.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you you know, a Victoria's family, what, what we're really passionate about is we wanna see families thrive again. Uh, not just thrive materially and all that, but we're talking about thriving spiritually. You know, there was a time back in the builders generation, some three, four decades ago, where we had a biblical worldview and that biblical worldview was being really emphasized and taught in the home and the church supported it but it was it was started in the home. I remember sitting around the coffee table at home and my mom and dad would just simply pull out this 50 ton Bible uh, and all it had across the top was Holy Bible and yeah. gold, right? And that thing weighed a, a thousand pounds and we would turn that, and of course it had to be the King James Version because no mm-hmm. other the Bible was, was real. And so uh, we just sat around and we shared stories on Sunday and throughout the week and just talked about who this God was, and who Christ is, and what He's done, and and then we'd go to church, you know, uh, starting in the morning, and uh, of course, you know, eleven o'clock service, and but you know, uh, then we would have the the six o'clock revival service every Sunday. I don't know where we revive it from, but we stay there all night, and and of course, Sister Louise would serve the best chicken that we ever tasted. And so, <laughs> we had a great time. Yeah. So today, I want to talk about family. I want to talk about. Uh, just what what's going on with family today and then let's weave in some of the fabric of your of your teaching and learning and and, and instruction instruction to help families to thrive uh, which is our challenge but first before we start we got to start with what the tensions are you know what do you see as some of the tensions uh, that's that's really affecting our families uh, and our faith today
2: well you know the families are being pulled apart. That's the devil's, He that's mm-hmm. what he wants. He wants yes. to tear families apart. That That is really the, you know, the foundation and biblical principles. He would like to tear that down. And to be honest with you, he's done a very good job of it mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, 1962 when they took prayer out of school, everything started going downhill. And, you know, if you read any of David Barton, the great historian, any of those stats, I mean, it, it's just, it's it's dumbfounding you just you say oh my gosh i cannot believe that this happened like the pregnancy rate for unwed mothers went up 500% and all drugs and alcohol addiction all this so so the devil has really gotten in there but families need to create that space where kids can feel free to to not only you know learn about god but but they need to be taught how to communicate with god and i think sometimes what parents do is that, yes, they read the word, all that's great, but they have to pray with their children. Prayer is the most powerful force in the universe. And when kids start praying at an early age, you know, as the, you know, Proverbs says, you know, bring up a child in the ways of the Lord. When he's older, he won't depart from it. That gets into their heart and into their spirit. So when they get older, boom, you know, the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit will rush in when the enemy tries to take them. So mm-hmm. we've got to be very cognizant of that fact that prayer is probably the most important thing we can do with our kids.
1: It sure is. Absolutely. And it's the most important thing that a husband and wife can do, and particularly to do it in front of children. Yes. You know, you tell them you talk about the Pauletta Washington story as to how that influenced her,
2: Denzel mm-hmm.
1: Washington's wife. We so. we
2: actually got a call. It was it was another God wink, Terrence, a call mm-hmm. out of the blue. It was from uh, Denzel's wa- wife, Pauletta Washington. And she had read our book, Couples Who Pray, the Most Intimate Act Between a Man and a Woman. And she said, I read that book. And she said, I, I want to tell you a story. I, I actually want to contribute to that book and tell you my story and hope that I can actually write it myself and put it in there. And she, that was right. the only story that we let someone else write, but it was Pauletta Washington. Yeah. <laughs> so she told us that when she was a kid growing up, she would watch her parents pray and she loved that. I mean, they prayed with the kids, but to watch them kneel down together and hold each other and pray was so important for their upbringing. And so when she got older, she she did that with her children. It was a legacy that lives on. And she said that, now she's been married to Denzel, I think over 30 years, Mm -hmm. but she has brought her children up that way and they are bringing up their children up that way. So that was the most important thing she said. The most important treasure yes. that she could
0: give yes. her children was You're to good. have yes. them pray together. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree. You know, just to spend time in prayer and be expectant, right? So sometimes we're praying, but we don't expect change. We don't expect God to intervene and uh, to teach our children intercessory prayer. What that looked like for even others, as we not only pray for ourselves, but praying for others during this process and teaching children. Squire, what, what's your thoughts on it? Um, just this you know this tension that that we see. Well I agree
1: we're tremendously worried about children. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was uh, tremendously worried when um, when the shooting started uh, in in schools Uh, Mm -hmm. and um, and then they seemed to be contagious and and it seemed to be indicative of how unsafe our schools are and and uh, And so that was one of the um, I was at ABC at that time running children's television, in addition to running Good Morning America and other areas. But children's television was always, always important to me because it was an area where I felt as though we could be influencers, positive influencers for children. And of course, out of that time period came Schoolhouse Rock and the ABC after school specials and Kids Are People Too and the nutritional commercials and all those kinds of things. But being an influencer in any possible way was important. And I had this notion that maybe if we could just teach kids through this powerful medium of television uh, about the Ten Commandments and the values of the Bible mm-hmm. and um and so I started on that quest. And it was very difficult to uh, find a writer who could take mm. the ideas that were in my head and put them on paper. They all got intimidated by it. It was wow. like I was asking them to take a pad of paper and sit in the middle of St. Patrick's Cathedral on Fifth Avenue and now write me a story. You know, <laughs> They would be very intimidated by all of that. And, and I ended up finally writing the, the story myself I got it published by one of our publishers at ABC. And then I took that story that was in the book and I gave it to a script writer. And I said, here, color inside the lines. <laughs> and so that gave birth to um, a project that was called the Kingdom Chums Original Top 10. Oh, okay. And our whole mission was to teach kids the 10 commandments mm. through music and animation. And basically we were influenced by the success of Schoolhouse Rock all those years, you know, short messages through music and animation. And so I wanted to be able to put that into this program. So 10 different songs, each one about a 10 commandment Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: the kids in the story go from one place to the next. And in order to move them forward in the story, and this drags in the kids at home, they have to figure out what the song means. Yeah. So he's all you need is commandment number one. Right. L I E S, yeah. L I E S, with Frankie yes. Valley, by the way, right. it is uh thou shalt not lie. And all of those commandments were put into music and animation. And yeah. I had a lot of trouble with uh, the standards and practices people. They said, you've got no right telling telling these children and teaching these children mm. values. That's not your business. And I said, you're teaching them values every day by allowing mm. those things going on in our daytime soap operas. What are you talking about? We're doing positive values. Anyway, that, uh, that special went on the air and all of that hard work was vindicated because even though it was up against shows like Bill Cosby and the, and the Disney Sunday movie and all those kinds of things, it was the number one program of the week among children, 2 to 11, in all of America, in all of television. And so that that little program was, it was instigated by the tragedy of, of the school shootings. But it has become part of our ministry and what we do. We That's a part of our pray together stay together ministry where we encourage uh, families to pray together with each other and with their children and to um, and and to teach them these different values from the Bible and for the last I don't know maybe 10 or 12 years, we've actually been giving away, the mm-hmm. Ten Commandments. We bought the rights back from ABC mm-hmm. and we've been giving them away.
2: The we've given mm-hmm. away maybe so
1: 75,000. You can go on our website and you can just find out how you can get it. It'll get you'll get it for free.
0: Mm-hmm. And I tell you, that is so good. Yeah, you know, I think about media and the impact that it's having on our on our youth today. Yeah. Um, man, even the challenges that you face at that time is even greater today. Um, uh, you know our kids. I'm I'm just you know I, I have grandchildren now, so occasionally you know they they have their own shows which I never heard of, and so but I have to watch them, and and you know I just remember uh, shows back then they were for kids. You know these shows yeah. today, although they they position themselves as yeah. as you know for kids, these are not kid topics they're talking about oh, anymore. Know. It's a yeah. totally different ball game out here. Yeah. Uh, and we have to be ready. You know, I, I think about the impact, not only of the home, but the church and, and faith in our society and this next generation, I'm, I, you know, on one side, I'm, I'm concerned, but on the other side, I realize we serve a sovereign God mm-hmm. yes. uh, who, who's already had the victory, but yet our kids are growing up in a different, it's just mm-hmm. a different environment. Uh, yeah. more information access than we've ever had you know if we if we were able to get a good encyclopedia with a couple of you know pictures or something that was amazing at right. that time right and now right. they have total access mm-hmm. when you think about the health and the role of the church as it relates to the family and our children next generation what are some of your thoughts uh, in that area, and Louise, I'll start with you, and then we'll pick up with, with uh, Squire. Well,
2: I have to be honest with you. I'm concerned about the church because there's been so much compromise. Mm. You know, uh, I mean, the Bible says in the end times, what is wrong will appear right, what is right mm-hmm. will appear wrong. And I know we all we want to be all inclusive because yes. Jesus is all inclusive, yes. but biblically we have to be sound. We can't, as so we're saying, color out. We can't color outside the lines. You yeah, know, this not outside the lines of the Bible. no, we, yeah. we we just have to be true to what the word says. Mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of churches aren't teaching that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was get out, of course, I was brought up in the Catholic Church. and and to be honest with you, it was a little different because we didn't read so much the Bible. you know, we were kind of reading the the uh, the doctrine from the Catholic Church. But then when I accepted Christ in my life many years ago, I I realized that personal relationship was so important, but also what was important was to confess our sins, you know, because he's faithful and just to give us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But in this kind of generation, it's like, well, if it feels good, then just do it. And even the church sometimes is doing that. So I think the church has to get back to just, just do what the Bible said. You know, yeah. God is, and we talk about it, God is simple, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you were saying, he, yeah. he says, I am that I am, yeah. you know, and, and Jesus saves, yeah. you know, and there's just certain things we yeah. just have to stick to that. And I think we've, we've kind of colored outside the lines there. And I'd love to see that coming back to, you know, just really standing on the word of God. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I think that the Bible really talks to the child in each of us as Louise said, you know, so many of the concepts in the Bible, while they are deeply complex, they are profoundly simple. I am the way, mm-hmm. the truth, and the life. Mm-hmm. I am the vine, you are the branch. I mean, those concepts are so simple that yes. God uses to be able to communicate to the child and all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and Louise and I, because we come from simple backgrounds, simple families, our, our fathers were, you know, we're not, I don't even know as we made it up to middle class, quite frankly, in, in our house. And, um, but uh, there were values that were there, the family values that were there. Uh, My mother made sure that our kid, that her kids, her boys went to church. And she made sure that I, I learned the Ten Commandments by heart. and you know those kinds of things that I, I think are deeply rooted. And uh, so I think that the church has a tremendously important role. I think also of the, uh, the program that you did with George Barnum. great mm-hmm. program. We were just riveted yeah. with that and uh, we praise you for, for doing that in your interview with George. But when the world view mm-hmm. of a child, now I've never thought of a child, having a world view, but George was saying everybody has a world view, you know, and, yeah. and, and, and it's not just adults but little kids, their yeah. world view mm-hmm. is much narrower than ours, but they have a world view. And so to think that that world view begins at like at two years old, mm-hmm. and that the greatest influencers on that child happened between the ages of two and 13 as I recall yeah and that the number Mm -hmm. one influencer is not the parents Mm -hmm. I was surprised by Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but the George's research Mm -hmm. shows that the number one influencer on children and their world view is the media Mm -hmm. that's where we operate we are that's that's where God has put Mm -hmm. us he put us together And he took her talents doing funny voices for a living and my talents doing schoolhouse rock and programs like that, simple ideas. And he put us together and to to create programs uh, in the media. Mm -hmm. Now, I had no idea even five years ago that that the success of God's plan would be so uh, powerful. I mean, we wanted to get uh, Godwink movie on the Hallmark Channel. Mm-hmm. And and it took five years to, uh, wow. to be able to keep selling and selling and selling and get it to happen. Now we're working on the fourth uh, of the Hallmark Godwink movies. And in mm-hmm. every single one of those movies, we know that our goal has been met, that our family can sit down and watch Mm -hmm. that program together. Each one is called a God Wink Christmas. God Wink Christmas, one, two, three, four, coming (laughs) this Christmas. And so, and that families can watch together. And no, we don't hit you over the head with the Bible. God Winks are simple messages Mm -hmm. from God, delivering hope and encouragement. We wanna teach everybody that God winks happen in every one of our lives. God winks are like little gifts left on your doorstep. Mm -hmm. Our job is to get you to open the door Mm -hmm. and open your gift and to see the God winks and to acknowledge where they come from. So now as we are in this opportunity land, we're in, uh, God is being talked about in a Hallmark Mm -hmm. movie every single year and then the repeats are, they are the most uh, successful uh, movies of all on the hallmark movies and mysteries channel
0: and praise Number the lord
1: every yeah. single time they ran and yeah. and they they are the most uh most favorite people will say is among, among my favorite movies and so this is what god is doing through yeah. us and making us march out there and keep banging on those doors yeah. Yeah. until somebody lets yeah. us in and then to influence the scripts and the casting mm. and all those kinds of things, and, and be able to create a, a, a product that people can watch together with yeah. their families.
2: And you know, Terrence, you yeah. talked about how God can do anything, which is true. And um, sometimes I think we limit Him, mm. and He is so awesome. And we don't take that step of faith to just believe He's going to meet us, you know, that mm-hmm. we, we can be vessels. So we had been praying, we said, you know, God, we we looking at the media and Chris Squire being in the media his whole life, it just was breaking our hearts to see what was happening. And we, we were getting discouraged. And then the Lord spoke to us so specifically. He said, who owns the airways?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I do. Yeah. And if I own them, you're heirs to what I own. So mm-hmm. you need to go out and take them. And so that's when we said, well, let's just knock on doors and we'll let the Lord do the rest. And so, and so when you go into some a place like Netflix, and they, and I have to say, they have been wonderful to us. And they've been very open to the fact that, you know, we we were going to have a prayer in this new uh, movie that we're doing. And that it's very spiritual. And they were very
0: mm-hmm.
2: open and, and, supportive. and supportive of it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. God is changing hearts.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Well, you know, I think it's important what you're doing uh, because, uh, you know, we have to reach them where they are, Uh, even at this point of maybe skepticism or even nuns, right? Not the N-U-N-S, but the N-O-N-E-S, right? Folks are saying, hey, I don't identify with anything. And, And even in that, they don't realize they're identifying with something. But you know, they we have to move them from skepticism to at least where they're investigating, where they're curious, yeah. mm-hmm. right? And I think what you're doing is opening the doors to their hearts and their minds to say, "Hey, let's peek in," mm-hmm. because there's something more. There's something more out there. Now they're going they'll come to realize that uh, because everyone's going to have to answer the question, "What happens to me after this place?" Uh, and they're they, they're going to have to come to that conclusion and. Uh, uh, and we pray that that conclusion is something where they know who he is and what he's done.
2: And, you well, know, that's where the Lord has placed us. Because everyone, you know, there's there's certain ministries mm-hmm. and, and, you know, he hasn't called us to go to a foreign country and be missionaries, you mm-hmm. know, or he hasn't called us to preach in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. What he's called us to do is just tell people in the media the simple message mm-hmm. that God loves us Mm -hmm. and and what you said is so important that's our goal is to just have them maybe question maybe there's something bigger out there you know maybe maybe these god wings do you is he really speaking to us Mm -hmm. and we try to tell them you know we're all on a gps god's positioning (laughs) system and god wings are just little messages along your path where god is just saying to you personal communication out of billions of people that i'm thinking of you right now and i love you
1: Now on that God's simple message, let me just tell a little story. The best compliment we ever had from a pastor was Jim Reeve at uh, the big church in Mm -hmm. West Covina. And he was all excited that we were finally getting our first Godwink movie at uh, Hallmark and things were going great and our partnered prayer was going together and, and, and challenges and so forth. And, and he, he, he started getting excited and he said, you know what I love about you guys, you're, you're so shallow. But <laughs> he said, no, 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 I, I didn't mean that. What I mean is you two take them into the shallow end of the pool, yes. and we pastors take them into the deep end, right. and we said,
2: "Yes, them. us. Yeah. Yeah. We're
1: the schoolhouse, rock, yeah. funny right? Funny voice lady people. <laughs> we take them into the shallow end of the pool. <laughs>
0: yeah. We're just simple. Well, Louise, I want to ask you, what, what was the, the kind of the God wink that, that caused you to not only meet your heroes in terms of all these people like Tim Conway and Harry Norman and so forth, but, uh, and so many other co-stars over the, over the years that you were uh, in entertainment and so forth. What were what some of the things, uh, kind of god week moments in your life that kind of to led you uh, to do what you're doing and what you have been doing?
2: Well, it's interesting because I think about sometimes what the enemy means for evil, God will work for
0: good. Mm,
2: mm. When I was a kid <laughs> growing up, Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother's very Italian and very Catholic and uh, she was very tough and she would always say to me and my brother children should be seen and not heard you know and so <laughs> we kind of took that literally and my brother actually became mm. a stutterer and I was very introverted but mm-hmm. as a kid growing up I loved the Carol Burnett show mm-hmm. I would I watch it <laughs> and I would dream that one day I would be like Carol Burnett and and I would get to to be on stage with Tim Conway and Harvey Corman, And when other girls were playing with dolls, you know, in their rooms, I was in my bedroom pretending to be, you know, Carol Burnett and doing all these <laughs> sketches and all these, and I would do all these voices, you know? So when my friends in school heard that I could do voices and I'm almost embarrassed to say this, and you may want to cut this out, Karen. Oh, we <laughs> want it on. all. <laughs> I, I was able to call up the nurse's office for them as their mothers and get them out of school for the day. (laughs) That's
0: so good. I
2: became very popular. All
0: right, well, you have to give see, I was going to save this to the end, but I'm so, I mean, we're going to get into some good stuff in a minute, but go ahead and give me the sample. Go ahead and give me the kind of the little bit of the performance here.
2: Well, let me just, let me do one of the mothers that you probably wouldn't know, but it would be like, like, this is bernie weinstein's mother <laughs> bernie can't come to school today he's got menopause i mean sometimes <laughs> I, I messed up but anyway uh,
0: so i uh, love it. But,
2: I it but some of my favorite impressions to do i i love george burns and gracie Allen. so i decided i was just gonna do men also in my act i could actually, so so i love george burns all
0: right let's hear it let's hear it i i i love to be 100 <laughs> When I was a boy, the Dead Sea was only sick.
2: <laughs> oh George. You know, So I, I would love Georgia Gracie. That's awesome. And of course, growing up, you know, then there was there was the Carol Brenny yelling questions? Yes, uh-huh. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just you. I I morphed into being these characters, but I have to tell you the wink what happened? So I would pray at the Catholic church with my mother, you know, she'd say, here's a quata, light a candle for the souls in purgatory. Mm-hmm. So I'd light the candle and I would always pray the same prayer. Please God, I just want to meet Carol Burnett. Please God, I just <laughs> want to work with David and Harvey. Well, this is how God hears the prayers of little kids. Cause years later I was doing a um, variety show on television and Carol Burnett shot, saw it. I was doing an impression of her in one of the sketches. And the next day, my phone rings in Woodland Hills, California, and I, I say hello, and I hear, hi, Louise, this is Carol <laughs> Burnett. Oh. Listen, I saw you do an impression of me, and I, I thought it was a root, and I'd love to meet you. Well, I got to meet the woman I wanted to meet more than anyone in the world, Carol Burnett, And it was the greatest thrill of my life. And and when I left her that day and went to get into my car, I just looked up to heaven and said, oh, God, if I could just meet Tim and Harvey now. (laughs) And through an amazing God wink, Tim called me and he said, listen, I saw some of your work on a videotape and Harvey and I are doing a show together and we'd love for you to join us. It's called Together Again. We're going to do a live show with some of the famous sketches. So I was really, to be honest with you, I was like the cheap version of Carol Burnett. <laughs> but we did that show together for 12 years, over a hundred dates a year. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and then when Harvey died, Tim and I went on the road uh, together and did it. But I have to tell you, laughter really is medicine. The show was so clean. You know, you could bring your little kids or your grandmother to it. Mm-hmm. And people just loved it. And And I just feel so privileged that, not only did I get to work with him, I have to pinch myself before I go on stage every day, but that God heard the prayer of that little girl from Quincy, Massachusetts,
0: mm-hmm. that he would
2: bring me 3,000 miles and, and give me the desires of my heart. That's a miracle.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So amazing. And then there's it, this guy that's sitting next to you, you know, I mean, he goes and he he defines this word called God wink, you know, what is a God wink? So that's so why I love for you to help us understand. I mean, they even get this in dictionaries and things. How did this God wink come? I mean, how did you get it in a dictionary? Just, just tell us what it is and give us a little story behind uh, how you coin the term God winks.
1: Well, God wink um, uh, really, he, uh, was so God directed all the way through. I was always fascinated with coincidences in my life. And I always wondered, is there more to coincidence than just coincidence? Uh, is this part of God's great plan? And that was kind of the thing that always went through my mind as a kid and as I grew up. And um, even when I was standing in the back of the control room at Good Morning America, and a reporter would begin a story by saying, and ironically today, and I oh, perk up yeah. my ears, mm-hmm. to think maybe this is another one of those coincidence stories. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, my hero growing up was Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, the author of The Power of Positive Thinking. Yeah. And uh, by amazing divine alignment and a God way. Divine alignment is that phenomenon that we all experience being in the right place at the right time for God to be able to work through us. And when divine alignment takes place, there's always a God weight there. And and so you just kind of can connect all the threads in your life. Well, there I was at a little church uh, on a place called uh, Quaker Hill. And I found out that the church was across the road, the country road from my hero. Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, and so I joined that church. I got to know Dr. Peale and Mrs. Peale, and 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 I went there. and um, And I and I always thought, wouldn't it be fun if I could speak from uh, one of those pulpits sometime? I had never had a chance to do that. And one day, the 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 pastor asked me to if I I speak while he was on vacation. And I said, I I would love to. Well, I worked on that little talk. I didn't dare call it a sermon because I'm 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 the Schoolhouse Rock guy. And so so what I talked about was coincidence. Is it evidence of God's grand plan? I don't know. I'm just the Schoolhouse Rock guy, the, the guy who runs Good Morning America, but here are some stories. And that little speech got that congregation to nudge me week after week after week to do a book about that. Mm-hmm. And so I started working on a book about coincidences. Well, I realized that coincidence really wasn't the right word. As a matter of fact, if you look up the word coincidence in the dictionary, it says something like two unusual events connecting without a causal connection. In other words, it happens, but there's no explanation for why they connected. Well, what we were talking about, there is a connection, two extraordinary things coming together, but it comes from divine origin. Mm -hmm. And so that led me in a quest to say, well, what do we call these? And the little word Godwink came into my mind. The reason I we, we talked about it for six months. We prayed about it. We, we talked to people over dinner. what is what does this mean? What do you think coincidence means? and so forth. And I um, and so when Godwink came into mind, it seemed like a playful word, non-threatening. And I was just writing my first manuscript and I went back and I and I took out all the coincidence words. I put in Godwinks and it fit. Mm-hmm. But even more important, it fit into people's language. Once they heard the word, it filled a vacancy in the language. So that's how God Wakes was born. And Mm -hmm. uh, that book came out 20 years ago, this August. It was just before 9-11. And so that's how God Wakes began.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you, thinking about stories, and just to transition a little bit, I'm I'm holding in my hand one of your latest stories. Huh. And, and this is one called "Dog Winks." Uh-huh, <laughs> and, uh, <yeah. laughs> that's different, right? I mean, I've got my copy, it autographed, so forth. <laughs> I'm not giving this up. But uh, this is a little different and and there's some exciting things happening with Dog Winks and uh, I kind of did a little tip saying, hey, maybe some place called the name Netflix or something. But (laughs) tell me about this new book that you have coming out.
1: Well, how did Dog Dog Winks Winks came into Louise's mind, but it was during our prayer time. Our morning prayer time. We pray together every every single day. And, and,
2: And our quest is to get couples to pray together every day that, that. that's the most important thing we can get people to do so every day we have we call it our board meeting yeah and with the lord and we start praying and honestly we get direction will come to us like mm-hmm. uh clarification will come to us and then out of the blue god might give us something so we were finishing up our prayer time and i just i felt it like right just so strong in my spirit i said to square Squire, i feel like god is saying we should do a book about dogs <laughs> and and he says dogs and i said i don't know why i said but again so then squire got to thinking. and he said well maybe we'll call it maybe we'll we'll call it dog winks but they'll be god winks but they're they they're the main person or, yeah. or character is the dog that it happens to yeah. and so we said well how are we going to get how are we going to get the stories but the next day now i have a I have a, a little Facebook called God Winkers. It's, it's a group called yeah, God Winkers. Right yeah. We pray for each other and we mm-hmm. tell God So someone said, hey, there's a great story about a canine officer and this dog in Providence, Rhode Island. It's in the Providence Journal. You, you guys should see it. It's a great God Wink. That was our first God Wink, Dog Wink story. And that is the story. That Netflix is going to do. Oh,
1: it's shooting right now. now. Yes,
0: unbelievable. Man, that is unbelievable stuff. So, I mean, I, I, one, I love your board. Your board is is pretty dynamic because you have God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and then yep. you. And I mean, that's a pretty good board to start, with, right? <laughs> so, I mean, if that's if that's where this whole thing originated from, that's not a bad board to kind of launch it, right? Well,
1: also, Nobody... we also talk, we also quote Paul in every prayer. We talk about oh. how we are three chords, yeah, absolutely. and when when God winds us tightly together, yes. we are an unbreakable Great. cable.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that's a good board right there. <laughs> uh, give me a story. Out of God, out of dog wings. Well, that, let me tell you the uh, yeah. Uh, what, what, set it up for dog Go ahead.
1: Yeah, let, let me tell you the Ruby story because that's that that is one that everybody is anticipating. Okay. But uh, the Ruby story that that Louise was led to within hours after uh, getting this message in our morning prayer time with the source of all creativity. <laughs> right. Hello, and uh, so. Um, this story it was it was so powerful the first time uh, I put it together and I was doing a, a monthly Today Show segment at that point God winks on Today and so I did that story on uh, the Today Show and it was uh, it was just very very uh, popular but here's the story uh, Ruby was a seven month old dog in a shelter in Rhode Island in Providence Ruby was. Uh, Australian Shepherd, Border Collie, both very, very smart, both very, very high energy, and um, and so Ruby um, just had misbehavior. She was unmanageable, and she had been returned to the shelter five times, and the last time nipping was on that report, and the lawyers got all excited and worried about that, and so. Ruby went on to a list of euthanasia. And so nobody wanted that, but they didn't, if, if they couldn't find a home for Ruby, what were they going to do is what were their, that was their rationale. And so Pat Inman, who was the main trainer, uh, to make sure that the dogs had their adoption interviews and they, they put their best paw forward. And so uh, Pat Inman was the one who really advocated that you can't do this for Ruby. Ruby's such a smart dog. And they said, well, what are we gonna do? I mean, that's the lawyers are telling us that we might get sued and so on and so forth. Well, can't you call the state police? Well, the state police have never taken our rescue dogs. They get these dogs for $15,000 that are bred for search and rescue. And they, they just don't accept our, our rescue dogs said the head of the, the unit. And so she just turned and she left and she couldn't bear to think about even going back because she couldn't think about what was gonna happen to poor Ruby. Well, the manager knew the clock was ticking and he thought, what have I got to lose? He called up the commander at the state police of the canine unit whom he had met once before. And, And so he said, he has this wonderful dog. He really, he thinks he really ought to come out and take a look at this dog. and so. The commander said well I don't know I'll be I'll, I'll be out there next week no 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 you two hours this this dog is is going to heaven <laughs> and uh, and so he, he said okay well what nobody knew at that time was that that commander it was a Godwink had just had a cut in his budget he was going to he had lost the budget to buy a new dog and he had a young officer who had been banging on his door for years, trying to get into the K-9 unit, and he was gonna put them together. But now he thought, well, I'll take a look at this dog. Well, he took a chance, he put them together, and it was not easy by any means, but that young officer, Trooper Dan O'Neill and Ruby, both had ADD, by the way. They, they worked their way through six months, and eventually Ruby decided, being obedient is better than being disobedient. And she realized that she had a job, finding missing people, finding anything that was lost that she needed to find. And so Ruby and Dan actually rose within the ranks and were right up there with all of the other tatsy dogs, okay? One rescue dog and all these hotsy-totsy, $15,000 dogs. Well, time passes, a couple of years, it's a cold night in Providence and uh, and they get a call that there's a boy lost in the woods, 48 hours he's been in the woods, It's they've had freezing nights and so the canine unit went out, Ruby goes bam, right into the woods and a mile and a half into the woods with Officer Dan just trying to follow through over the valleys and in through the through the creeks and through the bush, following Ruby and finds Ruby at the bottom of a ravine, licking the face of a boy that was all oh, wow. on with blood. Ruby was basically doing CPR on this boy, licking the air passages, and Officer Dan finds a very faint pulse. He, he radios the other teammates, and he gives them the GPS coordinates. They wear a GPS thing around their neck. And so, uh, but they were in a ravine and the GPS wasn't working. And so they said, we can't find you. And so officer Dan said, Ruby, start barking. So Ruby barked and barked and barked. And so they found their way to Ruby and they put the boy on a stretcher, took him to the hospital and officer Dan said, I'm gonna go tell the parents the good news. They got there and the parents were crying, they were just so overjoyed. And Officer uh, Dan turned to leave and the mother said, Officer, have you ever heard of a dog named Ruby? He said, ma'am, my partner's name is Ruby, who just found your boy. And she cried again. She said, my name is Pat Inman. I worked at the SPCA. I advocated for Ruby, but I never knew what happened. Mm. He said, wow. ma'am, that means that the dog you saved just saved your son's life. Mm. That is a major God wink, mm. a true major God, God wink story. Wow. And because there's a dog right at the center of it, we call it a dog wink. But that's how God winks come into our lives. Mm. They are encouragers, they're faith builders mm. for all of us. They certainly were faith builders for Officer Dan and all of the troopers. They were faith builders for everyone at the SPCA, Dan's family and everybody in the in, in the area. And when it goes on Netflix next spring or early next year, it will be a major faith builder as a movie.
0: Oh, that is amazing. Well, I have my copy, Dog Winks. And uh, where can others get a copy of, of this book here?
1: Well, you can, you can come to godwinks.com okay. and we, we say you can window shop at, mm-hmm. at uh, godwinks.com okay. and you can see all 12 books that we've written uh, and uh, and there are other videos and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, if you want to, we we link you to, to, uh, to Amazon or Barnes and Noble to see if you can get a better price and so forth. But uh, uh, audio books, uh, mm-hmm. you can link from... Uh, uh, Godwinks.com. We've got audio books on about five of the books, including uh, the Dog Wink book. So that would be the yeah. best way to go.
0: You know, I have a board member. I just realized it's going to be extremely jealous uh, and and <laughs> coveting my book. I just realized that, so I'm going to have to get her a copy. because right. uh, she's a dog lover, and and so uh, I just realized that if I don't get her a book, I'm I'm out of here. So. <laughs> Let me tell you, this is going to be so exciting, such a moment. We could go on for another three, four hours. I know that, uh, but I don't have that much time. So here's how I want to wrap this up. I give, uh, man, first of all, I'm just, Squire and and Louise, thank you so much uh, for your heart, for the way the Lord is working in and through you. Uh, Thank you for the laughter, but also thank you for the uh, heartfelt messages that you're giving. I want to give you the last word. As I do with all of my guests, to share anything on your heart that you like, mm-hmm. um, to encourage people, to to give them a sense of hope, and um, and just you can speak freely. I, I kind of run the risk of this every time, uh, but just take a minute and just share your heart, each of you, uh, and then we'll wrap up.
1: I'm going like to like to talk in a minute, but I want to I want to mention Godwink Brands is our business, and. Everything we do in our business, we do for God. Mm-hmm. He's our CEO. Mm-hmm. And, and then we ask God that if we have financial returns, that we can use those returns for, for mission number one, mm-hmm. to serve God. And so that's that's where we are today in our business. But our ministry is, is encouraging people to pray. Partnered prayers, it's like a new invention, mm-hmm. but it isn't. It sounds like a new invention, but it isn't. Jesus came up with the idea. We're just taking that and running with it and praying together. And and as a scaffolding to help people to pray together for the first time, husbands and wives, mothers and sons, fathers and daughters, the family together, we have a scaffolding. It's called the Partnered Prayer Challenge. Praying together, committing to praying together five minutes a day for forty days, and we promise you, amazing things will happen. Your marriage will change. Your family will change. Everything will change for the better. And we know it's at at the and and it's tied in with Baylor University, the university's. Um, Uh, Institute for the Studies of Religion, uh, and we are together doing the first ever empirical study on what happens when two people pray together consistently. And when that that study is done, it's going to be, I think, a profound piece of evidence for the churches to be able to use to support the idea of partnered prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and the website is praystay.org. Our 501c3 is pray together, stay together. It's a familiar phrase. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the trademark we have, praystay.org. And you can see videos, you can see people praying together. You can you can read all kinds of things.
2: Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because people will say to us a lot,
1: well, gosh,
2: you guys, you know, you're the God winkers, you know, you you see God winks everywhere. How do I get more God winks? Mm-hmm. Well, there was a, um, a, a great evangelist back in the 1600s called Sir William Temple, who's from England. is very, very prestigious, you know. And he said, when I pray, coincidences happen. When I don't, they don't. Well, he didn't have the word God wink then. No, we, oh, we won't blame <laughs> him. Well, we won't blame him for that. But when you pray... God starts opening up these opportunities. It's like you pull back on the lens and you see things from his perspective. And you know, in the word says, in all your ways, acknowledge me and I shall direct your paths. Well, when we acknowledge God, he literally directs our paths. So, what God winks are the signposts along our path, just assuring us, giving us hope. And today, in today's world, you know, First off, we have to pray, or else the world will prey on us. And P R E Y. Mm-hmm. But we have got to teach kids to open up their eyes, their spiritual eyes and their physical eyes to see God in everything. And and really, that that's our simple message: is mm-hmm. that God is everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's so good. You know, every every two weeks, still my, my kids are now grown out of the house and married, actually with uh, grand with kids and our grandkids but yet we still meet on a two-week basis and have our family devotional time uh, we do it via virtual now uh, uh, via zoom and so forth but this past Sunday was that time and we spent some time really just talking about uh, God's grace and 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 vanishing grace and what's happening in our in our society today I believe no a, a nation can only thrive as, as as strong as a spiritual uh uh, strength is, and so no, no nation can can thrive beyond that spiritual condition. And so we we just spent some time and said, um, uh, you know, let's take. And, and I'm inspired by the other book, the 40 Day Prayer Challenge that you have. Uh, mm-hmm. I I challenged the family uh, this weekend to to start a 40 day uh, time of prayer right. together, right. and so we're going to August the sixth, right. mm-hmm. and Wonderful. so. Uh, that was encouraged and, you know, family that's praying together, coming back, talking about how God intervened in that process and what he's showing us through that as a family to strengthen us, but also to give that away and to, and to pray for others that's in our life. Uh, that, was, that was something that was inspired by our conversation in your book. So ladies and gentlemen, we just concluded just an amazing session. Uh, which Swire and Louise, I I just thank you so much. And for more information, I want to encourage you to go to our website, victoriousfamily.org. Victoriousfamily.org. You can find us on social media. Leave your comments. Share this post. Share this video. Encourage others uh, to tune in. And and probably, you know, in a few months here, uh, we're going to see these guys on what's that show called? What's that platform called? Netflix. i mean come on not saying that you know this is something that as as the media is encouraging our communities today we will have another form of encouragement uh through this particular show so i'm encouraged by that i'm encouraged by my new friends thank you so much god bless and let there be many god winks in your life thank you terrence god bless you i